This is Ayani. And this is Corinne. And welcome to another La Petite SLL, a sex, love, literature mini-sode. This episode, we check in about pop culture that has brought us joy in the past and present, and hopefully will continue to do so in the future. We start off with a round of what's sparking joy for us in January, but also think about our favorite pop culture of 2021 and what we're looking forward to in 2022. If you'd like to share some of your favorites of the past year or what you're looking forward to in the upcoming one, find us and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sexlovelit. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms. All right, on with the show. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sex, Love, Literature. Technically a la petite, but, you know, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So how has your 2022 been so far, Ayani? (laughs) Oh, you're asking me? Oh, my God. It's been a whirlwind of life. Like, I have no idea how we're three weeks into 2022. It feels like it was it was a lot. Um. So actually really nice because Corinne and I spent New Year's together mm-hmm. and I feel like I just saw you, but I didn't. It was literally three weeks ago. So it's it's been a lot. There's been a lot of things that have been happening. We've been doing things, but how 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 have these weeks been for you, Corinne, so far? Uh, you know, still continuing to teach in person as mandated by the University of Florida. So that's, that is what it is. <laughs> but my class is good. My students seem as into it as they can be for the topic. But uh, what, what is the topic since you know where you're not <laughs> teaching your sex class again? Yeah, I'm, I miss my sex and children's literature class. But this semester I'm teaching an introduction to literature class. So starting with Dante's Inferno, doing some Shakespeare, doing some poetry, coming up to the present, you know. <laughs> it's a, an intro class, yeah. And so you're also uh, training to be a yoga teacher, aren't you? Yeah, I decided – I mean, it it was kind of last minute on a whim to do yoga teacher training, but in another way, I've been doing yoga off and on for like 10 years. Oh, wow. Has it really been 10 years? (laughs) Yeah, I started doing yoga in undergrad. Um, But yeah, so that's that's been pretty fun and sort of a nice break from everything else. So what's been going on with you, Ayani? Anything fun? Uh, Yeah, I actually... Was it last week? No, it was two weeks ago. (laughs) Time! I know this has been like a running gag, not gag for the entirety of our podcast, but like, fuck, time. I just, (laughs) (laughs) it makes no sense anymore. But I guess two weeks ago or so, um, I participated in the National Humanities Center Podcast Institute for Graduate Students, which was a lot of fun got me thinking a lot about what we do here with SLL and what our not what our purpose is that's really grandiose but kind of how we fit into the system the macrocosm of podcasting Mm. so if you notice some changes that start happening to SLL over the next couple of months or so it's because I'm tinkering around and experimenting with things that I've learned but it, it was a lot of fun I met some great people 
other humanities podcasters in the making. So I don't know, maybe we'll get some fun, uh, some fun guest hosts out of that yeah, in the next always, couple of months or so. I'm always here for a good guest host. But yeah, now I'm just trying to work on my dissertation. Let's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, because that does not spark joy. Yes, it does all. not spark joy. So, so <laughs> this episode, to give you a little bit of an idea of what we're doing, we wanted to do a version of our what's our what's sparking joy sort of checking in podcast uh, as a start of 2022. I don't know, just check in episode. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. So we'll talk about some of our favorite things of 2021, some things we're excited about in 2022. But before we do that, as per usual, let's talk about what's sparking joy right now. Corinne, what is what's sparking joy? (laughs) So what's sparking joy is a segment in which we talk about some piece of pop culture, a TV show, a book, a movie, a song or whatever that is sparking joy in our lives right now. So, Ayani, what is sparking joy for you? Oh, boy. What is sparking joy for me? So, I am back on my bullshit of watching anime <laughs> that makes me really, really, not sad, but makes me cry a lot of tears. So, so cathartic so, anime. Cathartic cathartic crying, yes. So, I am watching <laughs> Ranking of Kings, Corinna. Oh, my God. This fucking show. It's so good. So, I think it. It's either from last season or it started in the winter season. I don't remember which, but my brother, Akinde, shout out to Akinde. Hi, Akinde. He was watching it and he was like, Ayani, you need to watch this show. So I'm working my way through the episodes that are live right now. I think there's about 12 or 13 as of the time we were recording. And legit, no fucking lie, I have cried every single episode. So not to spoil too much of what it's about, (laughs) but it's about this sweet little boy prince named Boji who is in line to be the next king but a lot of in this world what is considered kingly is a certain kind of brute strength Mm -hmm. and Boji has no physical strength really whatsoever but he's also deaf and cannot speak So a lot of this is about how he navigates the world how other people view him but there are so many people that like love and care about him but also a lot of these characters are very very complex and complicated so Mm -hmm. somehow it is both heartwarming and heart-wrenching and it's both soft and sometimes violent like it's there's a lot of things happening and i have Mm -hmm. burst out into tears about so many things but a lot of it is about boji being the best sweetest little baby ever and just wanting the best for him So Ranking of Kings is very good. If you're an anime person, I definitely recommend it. But the other thing that is sparking joy for me literally within the last two days is my (laughs) favorite Japanese singer of all time has released another album. So Hikaru Utada just dropped Bad Mode on their birthday, uh, January 19th. And I have been listening to nothing else since I got it on the 20th. And that's not true. I put it into my Utada discography and then played the discography. But like, I I love Utada. I have loved Utada since I was a wee babe. I've loved Utada longer than I have loved my own spouse. Like, (laughs) (laughs) if Utada was like, come away with me, I would think about it for like a very strong period of time and then be like, no, (laughs) no, it's okay. I'm, I'm happily married. It's all right. 
I've only loved you since I was 12. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a really good album. I'm always happy when they come out with new music. And I always feel like, and obviously human beings, we look for patterns, right? But I feel mm-hmm. like every time my life is doing a thing, Utada's like, here's an album for you, Ayani. So like, I moved to Texas. Dissertation has to be written and done. And Utada's like, through the power of me, anything is possible. Here's an <laughs> album for you. And I'm like, you're right, Utada. I can finish this album. Or no, wait, this dissertation. <laughs> I can finish this dissertation. I can do it. Man, when I saw Utada in concert, Corinne, I won't tell you about like why I started crying. But I was just like, I love you so much. But anyhow, so those are the things that are making me really happy. I don't know <laughs> if I'm convinced that they're sparking joy or just sparking like strong emotions. <laughs> Okay, so that's fair. I've been dancing around to the album. So I should expect it to show up on our joint playlist on Spotify if it hasn't already. Oh, absolutely. But um, (laughs) um, One Last Kiss is from this album. So Mm. technically, they're already on our joint playlist. It's already also partially my fault that it's on our joint playlist. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So those those are the things that are bringing joy to my life and tears joy and tears corinne what is sparking joy for thou so over the break i got very into webtoon which is a webcomics platform that's it's available like on the web but largely it's <laughs> it's it's more readable as an app <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Sorry, just, it's available it's called webtoon and is available on the web Oh, well, because you can use it like you can read it through your internet browser, but just the way you said anyway. it was really funny. But for those who are not familiar, uh, the comics on Webtoon it hosts tons and tons of them. The most famous of which is probably Lore Olympus. But you scroll through the comics instead of like you know turning the page. So like we think sometimes in our scholarship, both Ayani and I, about like what that means for like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how you read it and how you interpret and experience the story and things like that. But I like wanted to read, but I didn't want to read books. <laughs> so I just went through like a lot of webtoons. <laughs> but so I could name any number of them, but two that I'm going to highlight that I've been really into are Midnight Poppy Land. Yes. And that's one that Ayani actually recommended to me probably two years ago at this point. Yes, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> but apparently it was percolating in the back of my brain and I finally picked it up uh, over the break and it's super, super good. It's about a woman named Poppy who gets involved with a hot gangster, basically. Yep, yep. <laughs> But Poppy is very endearing and a lot of fun. And I like the art and it is a very bingeable read, Uh which is sad now because I'm caught up. So I have to wait week to week for episodes. (laughs) And also there was no new episode today. It updates on Saturdays for us. And I was excited to read it. I think there was a three week hiatus. (sighs) Like if you look at the Fast Pass episodes that are ahead. Mm-hmm. So at least we know when it's coming back. Okay. Okay. But so Midnight Poppy Land is one thing that I've been enjoy- been enjoying, and another that I've been enjoying is uh, <laughs> you knew I was going to bring K dramas into this. Obviously, 
<laughs> um, it is Our Beloved Summer. All right, that's the English name at least. And there is a webtoon version that is coming out by an artist named so Hong Kyung Chal, who is also the author of Spirit Fingers, which is another webtoon that Aani is really into. But Our Beloved Summer is also being... I'm not sure if it's being adapted or if this is more of sort of like a multimodal text kind of thing, but it's also a K-drama that is airing on Netflix that I have been deeply enjoying. People are very mixed about it because, mm. to be fair, it is a little bit light on plot, heavy on vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but the vibes are working for me, so I've been really into it. <laughs> so I always love thinking about the things that are making us happy in the moment, but since this is kind of a both a retrospective and a looking forward sort of episode, <laughs> it might be fun to transition to thinking about things that we really loved in 2021 because I'll say that 2021 was better than 2020, right? But it was still a very strange year. Mm -hmm. A lot of very strange things happened. <laughs> so it's nice to think about the media that kind of like, got us through the year and mm -hmm. had a big impact on us uh, and, you know, and continued to bring us joy. So, Corinne, why don't you start us off? What is one of your favorite pop culture things from 2021? So I'm going to go a little far afield here and actually talk about a book. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> We're using our literature degrees. Hell yes. <laughs> but it's also not really that far afield. <laughs> Uh, because one of the one of my favorite things of 2021 is the book Winter Keep by Kristen Kishore. And Kristen Kishore, I don't know that I've actually talked about her that much on the podcast, but she's very, very central to my research. She's the mm. author of the Graceling series, of which Winter Keep is the latest installment. Uh, she's also the author of Jane Unlimited, which is one of my very favorite books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Winter Keep was a really, really nice addition to the series and something that is just so special and impressive about Kristen Kishore's work is that with every book you can see her getting better as a writer and how mm, she's adding mm, to mm -hmm. and building on some of the same themes and something that is just so cool about the Graceling series which she started writing in the 2000s uh, is that with every book the world gets bigger because it's a uh, high fantasy it's young adult high fantasy but, like, in this one, she starts singing about, like, colonialism and environmentalism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she also has multiple points of view that she's writing from. Normally, she just has one. But, like, the <laughs> they include a giant sea monster. Yes. <laughs> and a telepathic fox. So, like, she's both, like, balancing these huge weighty themes with, like, really, really fun and innovative narrative. And... Mm. It was just so – it's really hard, I think. It, it was really hard for her to live up to my expectations because my expectations for her are just so high. But, like, mm. she definitely exceeded them with Winter Keep. Oh, I think that's a great way to kind of, like, start thinking about 2021. I clearly need to read some Christian Kishore because you just <laughs> love her. And I feel like, on one hand, I'll know a lot of the things coming into the books, but – I don't know that you just speak so highly of her writing and of her work. And I've I sat in on that. Um, didn't we listen to her do like an author talk? I want to say maybe a year or two ago. Oh, I certainly because I, I went to a, one of the actually nice things about 
2021 being the way it was is that a lot of author events continued to be online yeah so i went to a number of christian kishore's like book talks um that were about winter keep i'm not sure if you went but i know i went to more than one (laughs) yeah there was one you took from my couch so i remember being there oh yeah i i don't know if i because there's also one that she did that was really cool that was with uh, melinda lowe Mm, who also yeah okay so that's the other one i went to but yeah, so Melinda Lowe uh, is the author of Last Night at the Telegraph Club, which is another book that was so, so good that came out last year that I taught mm-hmm. in my uh, sex class. Uh, so it's about a Chinese lesbian in San Francisco in the 1950s in Chinatown. And it is just, it's such great historical fiction. But I probably wouldn't have thought to read that as soon as I did if I hadn't heard this like joint talk mm-hmm. between with Christian Kishore mm-hmm. and Melinda Lowe. But anyway... <laughs> cool so i guess bouncing off of that i'll pull something that's a little a little far afield from what i usually talk about so technically it came out in 2021 so i'm gonna throw it in this basket and it half counts i guess but (laughs) there was a podcast miniseries that came out that was called what's your or welcome to your fantasy that was kind of the history of chippendales and a lot of, I guess, the humanities podcasting circles we run in, people raved and raved and raved about this podcast. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll listen to it. I'll see what it's all about. And I got hooked. I've never binged listened to a podcast before, but I legit finished it driving back and forth to pick up Andrew from work and then on a plane. So it's really good. It's really engaging. I was, I guess... In, in part, very interested in the production side of things, like how they put the podcast together, how they were using music, etc. But the story was also just fascinating. And they, they mix narration with interview with all kinds of things. So it was it was just a really interesting and fun experience. And as a funny aside, like Chippendales has well, granted, I am too young to have actually been part of like the <laughs> Chippendales explosion or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, male reviews have never been my thing. I've always been a little wary of male exotic dancers. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I remember when I was getting married, I was like, don't do not do that, y'all. Abs- no. Mm-mm, I don't need that. And we did painting sipping instead, which was more my speed. But so I, I approached this with a sense of trepidation. I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. But it was it was super fascinating. And now I feel like I have to go to one of these reviews for research purposes, not because I'll have a good time, <laughs> which sounds terrible. But if we're thinking about like how our society does desire, mm-hmm. right? It's it's this weird kind of very public kind of desire, but also desire question mark because some ways it's also very sanitized from what I'm hearing mm-hmm. so I don't know so that was really interesting kind of off of what I normally talk about but easily accessible I think I don't know if it's only on Spotify but I think it's on Apple Podcasts because I think I added it to my shows because you spoke so highly of it and ah. I normally listen on Apple so okay so you can probably find it wherever you get your podcasts but yeah it was good I recommend it Especially if you're a humanities person who is thinking about podcasting. Cool. All right. So 
because I am me, <laughs> I could not talk about my favorite pop culture of 2021 and not talk about any Korean dramas. <laughs> so one that was a highlight for me of the year was uh, the second season of Hospital Playlist, which is also available on Netflix. But Hospital Playlist... It both is and isn't hard to describe because, it I mean, hmm. it's a medical drama, but it's not a medical drama in the way that, like, Grey's Anatomy or House mm. is because it's mm-hmm, more about mm-hmm. this group of five friends who became friends when they went to medical school and are now doctors. And they're all around the age of 40. And they do kind of have, like, like a patient of the week sometimes but just their friendship is so delightful and heartwarming and just seeing how it develops it's just such a warm-hearted show Mm. uh there are not many korean dramas that have more than one season like that's just not how k-dramas are built but hospital playlist is just so (laughs) good and delightful and is by (laughs) the same uh writer director pair that did the reply series if anyone is familiar with that that they got two seasons and watching the second season as it aired because I I binge the first season quite quickly (laughs) (laughs) but the second season was so good and just took these characters and to places that were really rewarding to watch them go Mm. so I recommend it as a show that has characters that are really really enjoyable to spend time with and to visit and just see how they're doing (laughs) in every episode Oh my gosh, I I didn't even mention the reason it's called Hospital Playlist because they also have a band together. This is this is the important part. I was like, does she not want to talk about it? But that's not what I like originally started watching it for, but it became kind of a highlight of every of every episode to see what song they were going to cover. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's one in particular I, so one that is like a highlight for me of like all of it is that they cover in one episode It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Support. It's so funny, but also just like actually good to listen to. Like I'm surprised that their fake band was not one of my top <laughs> artists on Spotify because like I listen to their music. <laughs> Yo, I'm surprised they haven't turned up on our joint playlist. Oh, I'm sure they have. I haven't seen it, but okay. Now I have to look more closely. <laughs> All right, yeah, so what is funny. what is something else that uh, sparked joy for you in 2021, Ayani? Okay, so as Corinne has slipped back into her ways of the K-drama, we'll also <laughs> slip back into my ways of talking about animation. And I was I was a little torn, so... One I already talked about and what Sparking Joy, I think, a few episodes ago. So I'll do a quick, quick, quick gloss of that. And then the other one is like half 2021. So I'll do a super quick gloss of that as well. But Arcane, which was on Netflix or is on Netflix and is an animated tale based in the League of Legends universe or characters. Yeah, Andrew keeps trying to get me to watch that for some reason. You know, it's funny. Like, I would love for you to watch it, but I don't think it's a current show. Hmm. There are lesbians, <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't I don't think it's like your genre. Okay, um, but it it's good. Like there are a couple things that I would want to like give you a heads up about, but it's not like overtly gory or anything like that. But it is it's a fighting. There's fighting, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever. But anyhow, it's really good. It's really well animated. I think there's a lot of interesting things that are happening 
both in the story, but also just from a tactile, the animation is doing interesting things kind mm. of a way. Mm -hmm. The voice work is expertly done. There's also, I was talking to my brother about this, shout out to Akinde again. <laughs> and we were talking about the fact that one of the big cells of Arcane is <laughs> they're like beautiful well-to-do black women and we were like yay black women i don't it was just a selling point for both of us i but mean that that sounds good to me yeah <laughs> um but it's just it's such a good show it's well done there are a few like content warning kinds of things that i would give to someone before telling them to watch it but it's just it's just really good i'm so interested to see other stories that come out of this space especially because i'm not a league of legends person it's mm -hmm. not a game that I want to play or will play, but I think they reached a really wide audience here of people who have no real interest in League of Legends, but will watch the shows in this universe. It's kind of like, I don't know if you remember when I was really into that. <laughs> it was K-pop technically, but that that band that they, or I guess a girl group that they put together, they, it was a League of Legends girl band. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. I don't. That's okay. I wrote a sure. paper about it and everything. Like I was really into it. Oh, I didn't know it was K-pop. <laughs> yeah, it's K-pop. Um, it's two American singers and then I think two Korean singers, something like that. But anyhow, but it's the same kind of thing. They're like mm -hmm. using their characters and their properties to reach a wider audience. Because mm -hmm. that did not. It's an advertisement for like skins in the game. But I'm not gonna go play League of Legends. I'm just gonna watch the video and do the little dances and have fun. But anyhow. So Arcane, it was great. You should watch it. But there are content warnings in front of that. The other thing that I just wanted to bring up, because I wanted to pick something from earlier in the year, because it's very easy to remember stuff that happened like two months ago. But I picked up the anime Jujutsu Kaisen at the beginning of the year. And though it started running in 2020 at the end of the year, the mm -hmm. season finished up. Maybe it was two seasons. They did switch the theme song. But the run finished up in March of 2021. And though it starts a little, I don't want to say it starts a little janky, but like, it was kind of like, oh, this is a way to start a show. I was so into it by the time it wrapped up. Like, once it got going, it got going. And the animation was so crisp and clean. And also they do, like the, the female characters in the show are just so well-rounded and none of them are like, built around the fact that they're in love with the main character mm -hmm. you know I, I, there's just a lot of great things happening in Jujutsu Kaisen um and I also was in love with both opening and both ending themes like they were the opening themes were both in my top five songs of the year <laughs> last year so it's just like so I mean, you pulled a Corinne then <laughs> I, I did I did you know what I'm I'm not type five but top 10 like they were both on there so it's just, it's one of those shows that's going to stay with me. And there are like, even just talking to you, there are animation sequences that I just, my brain are calling up and was like, wasn't that dope? Wasn't that fantastic? So it's good. Again, I don't know if it's a Corinne show because it's kind of violent, but it's, it's, it's really good. If you're into stories about demon hunters and school stories in which, you wonder if these kids are actually in high school. Why are they being sent on dangerous missions? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, does no one care for these children? I mean, there, also, there is a long tradition of that in YA. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. But also one of the hottest anime men that has like ever existed in life. It's very funny. He's everyone's husband, apparently. Um, 
he's gorgeous. There's no reason. I remember seeing him for the first time. I was like, why? Why did? Why? <laughs> There's no reason for you to be this attractive. But anyhow, so those are those are my other 2021 sparked joys kind of things. Did you have any others since I cheated and did two in one that you want to bring up? Um, I don't have to talk about them in detail, but I think so. so some of my favorite K dramas of the year mm. that I'll just mention um, are Mad for Each Other, which is on Netflix. It's you kind of have to get through the first episode, but it has some really, really interesting things to say about mental health and PTSD and dating mm. violence, and it's a really, really good show. Ayani and I both really, really liked Sell Your Haunted House. Yes. Um, also Definitely known a as, high point. Also known as Daybok Realty. Super good. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but mm-hmm. I think it's probably mm-hmm. in my top 10 K-dramas. Uh, and then another one that we really liked from early in the year was Mr. Queen, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. again, a highlight K-drama. Oh, and one more that was delightful that, again, we've talked about before is Doom at Your Service. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That was this year? That was 2021? Yeah. Oh, I just squeaked by. I watched Doom at Your Service at the end of the year. So <laughs> I did it. Fantastic. Uh, and just one more to add to our kind of like K-drama one rundown that Corinne hasn't watched, but Moved to Heaven, which mm. was a lot. There were a lot of cathartic tears with that one. I cried a lot. And also our friends of the show, uh, Afternoon and Delight, did a really great kind of episode on Moved to Heaven that... I really enjoyed kind of listening to. Uh, so shout out to the to our Nunas. I guess the Nunas are Unis, but <laughs> the Nunas. Yeah, so I guess then let's shift into what we're looking forward to in 2022. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are you looking forward to, Ayani? In 2022, I don't know, finishing my dissertation. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh. Oh, you mean media, media-wise. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so the spider-verse film comes out in october we get to see miles again my son i love him so i'm so excited for that if you have not watched the trailer for the new spider-verse film do yourself a favor and watch that trailer like i've been talking about animation this entire episode but like there's some good shit happening i'm oh i'm so ready so october of 2022 We better get this shit under control so that I can go into a theater and not be afraid of dying. (laughs) But Spider-Verse. You need to make sure you see it in 3D this time. Oh, yes, because I didn't see the original one in 3D, even though I saw it like four times. Yeah, absolutely. I'll see it in 3D. There's just something different about how animation can do 3D than like Uh, uh real Uh life kinds of things because they they can just design it and think about it in a different way that with the first Into the Spider-Verse film was just super, super effective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll watch it four times again, but I'll make sure that one of them is 3D. Oh, but I'm just like so ready for that. That's top of my list of things that I'm looking forward to media-wise in 2022. Yeah, excellent. (laughs) Oh, you're pulling my line there. Okay. <laughs> so something that I'm looking forward to in 2022 uh, is, again, going back to a book. Uh, <laughs> Shock. Is In the Serpent's Wake by Rachel Hartman. Rachel Hartman is also the author of the Serafina duology and Test of the Road, to which In the Serpent's Wake is the sequel. It comes out on February 1st, so imminently. We'll see if... Oh, that's soon. Yeah, we'll see if this book or this episode comes out first. 
<laughs> oh, I don't appreciate this. The shade over the Zencaster. <laughs> I'm going to edit this tomorrow. I'll show you. <laughs> I mean, if I got to throw shade to make that happen. <laughs> but uh, so rude. I've, I've done a lot of work on uh, Tess of the Road and how it mm-hmm. deals with mm-hmm. sexual, mm-hmm. sexual assault and rape culture within YA fantasies. So I... I'm both very excited and very anxious about mm. the sequel, both because both as a reader and a fan and as a researcher, because you just never know what's going to happen when a book that you've written pages and pages and pages about has a sequel that could change everything. <laughs> Ooh, that's a level of stress that you have mentioned, but hearing you talk about it right now, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. We can we can trust the author. It'll be great. Hartman, I, you got this. Yeah, I I really hope so. <laughs> but I will also say, Tess of the Road is one of the best books that I've read to deal with sexual assault in any genre within YA, and I super highly recommend it. Um, and you don't have to have read the Serafina books to read Tess. Um, so yeah, looking forward to In the Serpent's Wake. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you want to ever do an SLL episode, I guess, now about the test duology? Oh, yeah. I would love to do that. You'd have okay. to read it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. So which means that it won't be like February. <laughs> but okay, we can think about that. We can think about that. Yeah, that would be fun. So continuing with duologies or trilogies or what have you, (laughs) the third season of His Dark Materials, the HBO adaptation of the His Dark Materials trilogy by Philip Pullman should be coming out sometime in 2022. Oh, I'm excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) We don't know exactly when, but Corinne and I were really into the first two seasons Mm -hmm. i think we've talked about this before but his dark materials is one of those foundational quintessential readings for me as a kid because Mm -hmm. all i have ever wanted was to get sucked into another dimension and make friends and have animal buddies and maybe get a kiss or two out of it that's all i wanted as a teen so it it really spoke to a lot of those desires that i had when i was younger Mm -hmm. and watching this adaptation I think has a made me appreciate the work in a different way, but also has made me think a lot about the fun things that adaptation can do. Mm -hmm. I think we might want to do an episode about the series when it, it wraps up, but we could even do a mini series of episodes. (laughs) Oh, we totally could. We totally could. But I know for me, one of the things that has really jumped out at me was the characterization of Miss Coulter in mm-hmm. the adaptation because oh, that actress is so so good oh she's so good let me look up her name really quick yeah yeah, yeah. go ahead but mrs coulter as a character was somebody who was kind of a complicated villain in the books but i never gravitated towards her in the same way mm-hmm. yeah so she's played by ruth wilson Okay, so Ruth Wilson just brings a sense of gravitas to the character. And also not to overlook like the script work and all that kind of stuff. But, and it might also be that I'm in my 30s now, but I am so drawn to Miss Coulter as a character and I find her so interesting and complicated and 
engaging just in a way that I hadn't before. So well, and they're also because the books stick pretty closely with Lyra, they uh, do a uh-huh. lot of filling in what would have been happening with Mrs. Coulter and other characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Around mm-hmm. the edges of Lyra's story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And while the subtle knife was my favorite of the three, I'm very, very curious to see how they adapt some of these elements of the amber spyglass, including the weird alien creatures, <laughs> you know, the fact that Will gets a demon, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're just all these interesting things. And also, I love the, the actor that plays Will, too. I've had decided that oh, he's, he's also so my son. So collecting all of all of my children i suppose and will is played by amir wilson so also my son we all have the same first initial amir ayani andrew it works it's perfect (laughs) that's how children work right no but okay (laughs) no don't don't destroy my dreams Karen. but anyhow my my madness aside really looking forward to the third season really looking forward to see how they wrap all this up uh, probably I'm going to do some crying about it because of what the trilogy meant to me. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so speaking of, I guess, sequel seasons, <laughs> another thing that I'm really looking forward to is the second season of Yumi's Cells. Yes! The it Again, another K-drama. Uh, this is an adaptation of a webtoon, and it is just so, so good. It's kind of a slice-of-life mm-hmm. rom-com mm-hmm. kind of story about a woman named Yumi who you know, is an office worker and has had a bad breakup and is trying to (laughs) figure out how to live her life as a (laughs) grown-up. But the angle that Yumi Cells has and the reason it's called Yumi Cells is you also have this internal view of what's going on inside her head. It's kind Mm -hmm, of like, mm -hmm. I think the way we've been describing it is inside out for adults, but like different emotions. She's run by different cells that embody different emotions so like her love cell her reason cell uh her hunger cell and things like that and i am gosh the first season ended on just such it ended so dramatically but so well uh but i am very very much looking forward to what the second season will bring i haven't read the webtoon ayani has Mm. so she has more of an idea of what's coming than i do but I am ready. <laughs> it, it's hard. It's so hard because I want to say things. And Corinne's like, oh, I can't believe that this happened. I'm just like, because I can't, <laughs> I can't tell her. But it's it's so good. And the webcomic's really good, too. I think it's moved to one of those, like, daily pass kind of a things because it mm-hmm. finished um, <laughs> maybe, like, a year or two ago. Um, but... So good, so worth it. I'm also very much looking towards the second the second season. Really quickly, because I don't follow instructions, and Corinne was like, two things we're looking forward to, and I was like, here <laughs> are four. So really quickly, there are there's another film coming out called Everything Everywhere All at Once that's starring Michelle Yeoh, and it looks like it's going to be so, so good. It's a science fiction, multiple universe kind of action film but yeah i'm really excited about it i actually think i have the book and haven't read it i think it was one of those that i was like this cover looks fun and i got it for free from somewhere 
So I think I need to read it maybe before seeing the film, but that looks like it's going to be great. A lot of fun. You should watch the trailer. And also because I would be remiss if I didn't mention this to get the groan out of Corinne, but there's a new Destiny expansion that's coming out. Oh my out. God. <laughs> um, I did not um, know what that was from the outline. Ha, but I tricked you. You did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming out on February 22nd. Um, and it's about the witch queen Savathun and she makes me so angry I call her a raggedy bitch all the time she makes (laughs) me so mad like she wants to talk to you in the expansion that's out right now and I'm like I want to talk to you ho I like hide behind a pillar and look at her while she's talking to me I don't trust her she raggedy but I'm excited about that (laughs) I am I'm really enjoying the storyline she's gonna fuck shit up and do a whole bunch of crazy things but also like her voice actress is great, and I don't appreciate that she has a sexy voice actress, but she's like, <laughs> she's a terrible worm moth woman. And she's like, hello, dear. And I'm like, no, don't talk to me with your sexy voice. I hate it. But I love it. It's, so that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. All right. <laughs> so 2022 should bring some fun pop culture, it sounds like. <laughs> oh. But uh, if we're thinking about 2022 and what the year has to bring as we're kind of bringing our episode itself to a close, why don't we make some uh, predictions about what this year is going to bring for us, pop culture-wise? Yeah, so two things that I'm kind of thinking about. One is I would... I guess this is more of a resolution or goal than a prediction, but Mm. I would kind of like to get back into reading a little bit more Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. it is it is a very very common problem among people who are writing dissertations in the field of literature to (laughs) no longer want to read (laughs) while Mm -hmm. they're writing but as oh gosh I feel like I need to knock on wood but as the finish line of my dissertation is not close but in sight Mm -hmm, I am mm -hmm. sort of I'm hoping to read more books and sort of catch up with some of the really really great uh YA fantasy that's been coming up in the last few years Mm. and then Mm -hmm. the other thing that will very likely happen is that I will probably cross the 100th k drama line (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised it's taken so long well I slowed down a lot again because of the dissertation and when I went back to teaching in the fall um but I have like Mm -hmm. a notes app like a note in the notes app on my phone where I write down all the k dramas I watch uh the count is currently at 78 and that does include I think a couple c dramas or chinese dramas and like a handful that I didn't finish but a hundred is within sight and will likely go down soon. <laughs> that is very impressive. We should do like a special hundredth episode or no, hundredth K drama episode just all about you. And you can tell us your favorites <laughs> and, you know, the ones that made you cry the most and things like that. Yeah. So what about you, Aani? What's what's the vibe you want to bring into 2022 with your pop culture? Good question. So, I mean, I agree with you. I think I'd like to read more books. I've just been really bad about reading. As you were saying, it's just, it's hard to commit to reading something that is long and requires sustained effort. Well, and there's (laughs) always like like the chance it'll sneak into our work. Yeah. And I don't, I don't need that in my life right now. But I'd really like to 
go get back into the swing of just reading things for pleasure that mm-hmm. I don't have to talk about beyond like on this show with you, you know? <laughs> I don't have to write an article about it, which is kind of my life right now is even things that I watch, you know what I mean? They, it's like, oh, this has a monster in in it. That's sneaky. So I would like to do more reading unrelated to my research. But something that I'm predicting is that I will probably sink deeper into audio fiction and Hmm. things that are specifically made for, I mean, this medium that we're engaging in right now. It's, it's funny. A lot of my favorite podcasts are talky-talky podcasts. Mm-hmm. I like listening to people have conversations. I like listening to people tell jokes, things that make me laugh. That's fun. But these last couple of like weeks or so, going back into December, I've gotten some recommendations for fiction that is specifically made for the audio mm-hmm. genre. And there's some that I've been really enjoying. I also picked up LeVar Burton Reads, which is not fiction made for audio, but kind of like enhanced audio books in a way. So mm-hmm. he's reading stories, but then there's sound effects. Sometimes there's music. Sometimes there's additional voice actors. So I'm doing some thinking about like how audio is being used to tell stories. Mm. So I think I'll probably be doing more of that um and not not quite audio books not that audio books aren't reading but really thinking about how audio is being used to tell stories and then maybe trying to do some of that myself because it's fun i like i like this stuff that we do yeah uh, so yeah those are i think those are my predictions like 100 you're gonna reach 100k dramas like <laughs> i doubt we'll make it to june before you reach 100k dramas like this is gonna be a before the half of a year milestone but yeah, yeah so that's, probably. That's what I think. <laughs> well, I think those are some good – they're not exactly goals, but sort of like intentions and hopes to bring into yeah. 2022. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and we're obviously going to watch a whole bunch of TV. <laughs> oh, obviously. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like Bridgerton is coming out in a couple months. So like mm-hmm. there's just going to be a lot of things that we're watching, obviously. So that's obvious more than goals and hopes, as you were saying. All right. Well, I think this has been a fun sort of what's sparking joy New Year edition kind of episode. I concur. So looking forward at what's to come, I think we've got some interesting things coming up both for this year of SLL. As I said, we're going to be doing an episode probably on Bridgerton as a follow up to the Bridgerton episode that we did, I guess, last year, right? Yeah, I think it was last January or February. Yeah, so we'll be doing a follow-up on that. I know there are some other things that we're excited about that are coming out that we'll probably turn our attention to. We've also been thinking about going, like, digging in the archives or digging in the crates and doing episodes on some classics mm-hmm. of fiction. I know we were thinking about maybe doing Judy Bloom's Forever because I haven't read Forever. I know mm-hmm. you were talking about maybe doing the 20 or 2005 Pride and Prejudice because I mm-hmm. haven't watched that. So I think we'll have an interesting blend of episodes for you all. Yeah, this trying to year. think about things both old and new. So things that we're encountering now and things that were either formative in a particular field or formative mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. in the way we think about sex and love in literature. <laughs> 
Wow, title drop. I'm here for You're it. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also gotten yourself into something fun at the start of the year already. So I'm going to be so on a, an episode of Vox Pop, uh, which Ayani and I have been on before, but I got roped into talking about the <laughs> CW show Nancy Drew. <laughs> But that episode should come out January 31st on their feed, and we'll link to it and share it on our social media. Of course. Friends of the show over at Vox Pop, who I guess we should have come over here and hang out on SLL too a little bit. Yeah, that is also in our vague, still unformed future plans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to hear you talk about Nancy Drew, though. Let your uh, CW freak flag fly. Yeah, I used so before I was living in k-drama land i watched almost all only cw shows so it's a little bit of a blast to the past for me well we will definitely link to that in our show notes when it goes live and as corinne said it'll be on our socials which you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at sex love lit all one word spell it out Yeah, find us and let us know what you liked in 2021, what you're looking forward to in 2022, and if there's anything that you want us to talk about moving forward. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, especially because our calendar is so loosey-goosey. We can fit some of those suggestions in there. Yeah. And if you're so inclined, (laughs) you should leave us kind reviews on Spotify and oh no not reviews you can rate us on spotify yeah that's actually also... something that's new on spotify they recently opened up ratings so if you could drop us a rating that'd be cool <laughs> yeah give us give us some five stars give us a little love because that'll of course help other people on spotify find us but you can also drop ratings and leave reviews on apple podcasts and Podchaser. i believe those are the other mm-hmm. two and you know share us with your friends share us with people that you love People who would also enjoy conversations of sex and love in literature <laughs> so that I can also drop the title. I, right. I want to be participating in that. But as always, thanks for listening. And we are looking forward to sharing our pop culture of 2022 with you. Aw, heart emoji. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>